Oh, I love old Bono. He was so sexy back then. He's still sexy. Bono's like my dream boat. I'm home, guys. I'm home. Ohio. This is Date Fails. Deck the halls. It's Christmas Eve. I'm very excited. All right. I got to turn the music off, though, before I get sued for using too much of a song. I don't even know how that works. Guys, listen. Today's episode of Date Fails is brought to you by Fabletics. Um, I really love Fabletics. You guys know this. I actually posted them on my Instagram, despite the fact that I didn't even have to. That's how much I love the Fabletics line. It's athletic wear. I'm very grateful to them for supporting Date Fails. You guys, we've got a special for you, the listeners. Get two leggings for only $24. It's a $99 value, and I believe it. These leggings are dope. Uh, that's two leggings for $24 when you sign up for a VIP package. Go to fabletics.com slash datefails to take advantage of this deal right now. All right, guys, and when it rains, it pours because I have another sponsor this week, Zola. Um, everybody's getting married now. It's that time of year. People are getting engaged. People are getting married. Listen, Zola is changing the game reinventing the wedding registry and planning process to make the happiest moment in couples' lives even happier. To start your free wedding website and also get $50 off your registry on Zola, go to Zola.com slash datefails. That's Zola, Z-O-L-A dot com slash datefails. If you're engaged, you're getting married, you're going to want to check this out 100% going to make your life easier. So Zola.com slash date fails. All right, let's, let's get this party moving guys. Come on. Hey guys, what's up? It's Kate. This is date fails. Um, man, I might have to make a video to go along with this episode of date fails because it's Christmas Eve. I'm in my hometown, Canton, Ohio. Technically I'm not from Canton. I'm from a town called Jackson Township, which is a small township in Canton. Um, or in Stark County, New York, Canton. If you don't know Canton, Ohio, which most people don't unless they're football fans because it is the home of the Football Hall of Fame, which is part of the reason why I'm probably such a big football fan because football where I grew up is like God, like it is in Texas. Like it's really, really big here. Um, So... This is the weirdest trip. First of all, I'm driving right now. I don't know how the quality will be on this. I'll have to check it. Um, But I wanted to record a little while I'm driving around because it's just so surreal being back here. It's so weird, man. I know the holidays are weird for everyone. And I think especially when a lot of people, I think, are in my position, which is like your family still lives in the town you grew up in. So you go back. And the older you get the weirder it is when you go back because you know less and less people things change the town I grew up in I'll have to post a photo but I mean when I grew up it was like farm town um my house had a field on one side of it with like a crab apple tree in it that I used to climb all the time I fell out of so many times this field was literally like uh I would meet up with all the boys in the neighborhood in the field next to my house and play football and play soccer not bragging I'm not saying it's in a bragging way but I was such a tomboy like I wanted to be a boy when I was a kid so growing up I used to be so proud because I was like faster than all the boys my age like I think um We would have field day at school, you know, where everyone competes against each other in sports. And I would always win first place in like the foot race against all the boys. There was like one boy that was faster than me. I still remember. And (laughs) I used to get so pissed that I couldn't beat him. I used to do karate. I took karate when I was a kid and I used to fight the boys. Like I just like was such a rough and tumble kid. Um, And my mom ran a daycare center my parents split up when I was young like third grade and my mom didn't want us to not have a parent when we came home from school like around the house or whatever so she started a daycare in the house so if you ever wonder why I don't 
seem like I want children. It's not that I don't like kids. I actually love kids, but I just grew up literally like playing with 10, 12 kids a day in my house. Like when I would come home from school, part of my job was to help my mom babysit these kids. So it was crazy growing up with that many kids around. And also like I was a really bad sharer. I was not good at sharing because I had to share everything I owned with my brother, sister, and all these kids. Um, But anyway, this is weird. It's also weird being back here. First of all, I left LA, like this is so real, but I left LA like so fed up with LA, which is very unusual for me because I love LA. I love what I do. I love the entertainment business, but for some reason this year, I just kind of, this was the first year for me in entertainment that I really saw a lot of kind of like, I don't want to say the dark side of it, but I saw a lot of the things that make people go crazy. I remember I posted like a video of Dave Chappelle on Inside the Actor Studio on my Instagram a while back. I think it was around my birthday last year, maybe, um, which was like last December, but he was talking about how you have to be so strong to make it in this business, but that so many people turn crazy. And then he doesn't use the word turn crazy. He basically said so many people snap and have to leave at some point, or the media starts calling them crazy because they start doing crazy shit, like pulling guns out on stage or like stripping in the middle of the street or whatever crazy things you hear about celebrities doing. And he was just saying how the business is so brutal mentally and I know it's it's hard to understand that especially being on the outside because I can remember looking in being like champagne problems like you're rich and famous what problems do you have and it's it's valid that everybody everybody's life is different and certainly like being a soldier in Iraq is probably a lot more difficult than being a celebrity in Hollywood but my point is this Christmas, I was starting to just get to the end of my rope with a lot of Hollywood stuff. And I, I called Joey Diaz and I was like, you know, Joey and I've become such good friends. And I, I was kind of like, man, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't want to stop. I couldn't do anything else, but I need to get the fuck out of here. And I had a gig in Florida on the 21st. And I I told him, I go, I'm just going to book a one-way ticket and with no plan. I'm just going to book a ticket to Florida and then I'm going to book a ticket to Ohio and I don't know what I'm going to do after that. And that's what I did. So now I'm in Ohio and I don't know how I'm going back yet. I haven't booked a flight. They're really expensive. I looked today. I also uh, haven't, I was thinking about maybe getting a car here because I've been car shopping and driving back. Like I thought that would be really cool. Just take my time and go through the mountains, maybe snowboard a day maybe do some pop-up shows. Um, I don't know. But I thought coming back here would be really good for me and peaceful. But it's weird because now I'm back here and the holidays are a hard time to be at peace here because there's so much stuff here that's like, not depressing, but I got married here. My ex-husband's family lives right up the street from my folks' place. So, like, I just drove by it. And my boyfriend... I mean, I don't want to get depressing, but just, like, my ex-boyfriend from before my ex-husband, like, his family lives here. And he, unfortunately, passed away. And just... So, there's, like, driving around here, there's some darkness. But there's also a lot of, like, joy here for me, you know? Like, I drove by the... um high school where, you know, I, my, I went to and the football team, uh, like, I mean, I went to all the football games. My ex-boyfriend was a football player. You know, my first like hookup was in that parking lot. Like my, like, so there's so many good memories here too. Like the skating rink where I used to like hang out with all my little teen friends and like all my first makeouts and like my first time smoking weed and like all these cool memories and you know but then it's weird I just drove by um the mall where I used to walk I used to be a dancer I did everything you guys when I was a kid I did every sport like I was a baton twirler I played soccer I did karate I was like 
in ballet. I was a dancer. I did basketball. I did swimming. I did all this shit. And, but I was like heavily involved in dance at one point. Um, despite how bad I am at dancing now and my bad twerk moves, but I used to walk to this mall. It was a really like terrible mall. There's like two malls where I'm from. One was nice. And one was like the hood mall. I used to walk to the hood mall for my dance classes for lunch because it was like eight hours of dance. It was like a dance cult. And um, that hood mall I used to walk to all the time. I just drove over there. And the place is like closed down, underwater. It's just so weird. It, I mean, it's just really weird to watch how things change over time. That's just aging. My nephew, I have a photo of me with my nephew when he was like six years old. I bought him a guitar. And now he's like, about to start driving like it's crazy you guys so everybody's going through that but I'm here I'm 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 at home and I'm trying to figure out my plan so today's Christmas Eve um I was watching a little bit of uh Joey Diaz on Joe Rogan it's so funny man I can't comment anymore on Joe Rogan's post anytime I leave a post go look at anytime I comment on Joe Rogan's Instagram um, just cause like Joe's a buddy and every once in a while I'll leave a comment like I would on anyone's Instagram. And for some reason on Joe's, if I do it, I get, I mean, just 80 million people commenting back and it starts like a whole debate. It's crazy how much people like to argue over whether or not I have any talent. Like, it's actually funny to me. Like I sit back and laugh at it just so you guys know, don't ever worry that it bothers me cause it makes me laugh. Like I'm looking at this post and I just left a comment because um, Joey's Joey Diaz is going on Rogan for Christmas Eve. And once when I was on Joey's podcast, he pulled his balls out to be funny. So I just wrote on Rogan's post, tell Joey to keep his ornaments in his pants. And like, I was just joking around, but it started just this huge, it's like 50, 60 comments back and forth of people being like, she sucks. She's a whore. She's not funny. Yes, she is. I'm, I'm defending her. I love Kate. No, she's a bitch. And so is your mom. Like it's so bad on there. So I'm done. I have to apologize to Joe. Like I feel kind of bad. Like I'm not trying to start wars on his Instagram comments. Um, so that's, that's been my day so far. I went to work out and it's freezing. I was going to go for like a hike. There's like a state park near here, but it's so cold. So I walked for like 10 minutes and then I was like, I'm going to get in the car and drive and do a podcast. And that's where we're at. So, uh, yeah, man, I just pulled over and parked in the parking lot of a park called McKinley Monument Park, I think, or McKinley Memorial Park. Which, I don't know if you knew this, but President McKinley was from this town. Well, at least he's from Ohio. I actually don't know for sure if he's from Canton or not. But, but we have a monument. Um, and I used to come to this park and walk on the railroad tracks with my dad and collect rocks. Like, I had a really exciting childhood, guys. I used to collect rocks and polish them. Like, in my fantasy world, I thought I would turn them into jewelry, which is ironic. Because I, like, really don't wear jewelry. So, um, if you see though, like when I post photos of where I'm from, you guys are going to be like, holy shit, nothing makes sense because it's so farm town. And now I'm so like, I've always been more of like a kind of fast paced, like I wouldn't say a city person, although I did go to college in Chicago and I lived in downtown and I was like into the city life for a while. Now I'd say I'm more of like a beach chick, but just if you see where I'm from, you might be surprised. I think what's happening right now is I think actually I'm coming back around to my roots. Like lately I've been posting a lot of like spiritual stuff and self-help and like borderline Christian-y. Like, you know, I just, I feel like I'm kind of like lately, maybe because I'm struggling a little with the scene in Hollywood. And so you guys know, I don't mean my career. Although I think it's okay to be honest about the fact that like, I do have moments where I go, man, I know I'm as funny as a lot of people that are succeeding and it's really hard because the avenue, you know, the avenue I chose of just being like myself, which is like post a bikini photo if I want to do something crazy if I want to. I think t being open, talking about partying and sex and drugs and things that I think are important. I think it's really important to be yourself and to be open and honest with who you are and let people see you, which makes you unique. But I think in some ways that's also... 
um, made it a little difficult for me career-wise just in comedy because I see it even on this Rogan post. Like, I will always have the uphill battle of proving that I'm a real comedian. And it's, it's like starting to get to me. Like, I'm just being honest with you guys. This is very, very honest for me because I don't like to complain or be negative and also show chinks in my armor. But maybe it's important because a lot of you guys are trying to make it and whatever you're doing. And we all have chinks in the armor. As soon as I said chinks, I just got paranoid that like someone's going to get mad at me. Like somehow I made a racial slur or an ethnic slur. I didn't mean Chinese people. I feel so defensive right now. So then also I posted a meme on my Instagram the other day about the Virgin Mary, which was hilarious. I didn't make this meme. I just found it, but it said it was like a photo of Mary and Joseph, but Joseph looks so like distraught. And it says, and the, there's a close-up on Joseph's face, and it says, like, the face you make when your girl tells you she's pregnant, but you all have never had sex, and then three niggas show up with gifts, and it said that, it said niggas, it said it on the meme. I'm not using that term. That's what the meme said, and I posted it, and, like, I mean, I took it off my friend's page, who's a black dude, but I didn't say the word. But now I came home today, and my mom's all like, you know, Kate, you put the N-word on your Instagram. I'm like, no, I didn't. I did not put the N-word on. I put a meme that has a version of the N-word that's culturally appropriate for black people to say to each other. And I took it from a black guy's page, and I have black followers, but I'm not saying the word. But now she has me all paranoid in my head. But I just want to say for the record that I don't use that word, you know. But I, it was funny on the meme because it, a black dude made the meme. I don't, know to, I don't know what to say. And also, the three wise men weren't black, you know. So actually, if you really want to get down to brass tacks, I'm pretty sure... I have to do some checking, but I'm pretty sure the three wise men were Middle Eastern. So that, you know, if you're thinking the N-word is some racist thing against black people, then that doesn't even make sense for that meme. So I just want to argue the point of I'm not a racist. And also I have a huge crush on like 80 million black guys. All right. I think you can't accuse someone of being a racist, a white woman who's had a black dick inside her. I'm sorry. I just don't think you can. You can't. There's no, you can't, I can't be a racist, at least not against black men. Maybe I can be racist against somebody else, but you know, I mean, everybody's a little racist, but this rant is going off. All right. So let's talk about some date fail stuff because I actually do have some things to discuss. Um, a few things. So one is, um, I, hmm, I don't know how much of this to say, but I'm just going to say it. There's a guy. Okay. So there's a guy who I have a friend, Holly, who is like, Oh my God, Kate, I have the perfect guy for you. I have to hook you up with him. He's so hot. She said, I actually fucked him once. And he was amazing. But then I met my boyfriend and we ended up being together and I never went out with him. But if I hadn't got with my boyfriend, I would have dated this guy. That's like a really rave review for a friend to give you, right? So I'm like, okay, so he's great in bed and he's hot and she thinks he's cool and they're still good friends. Check, 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 check. Like, that's great. Um, then this guy is totally my type and he's not trying to be in the spotlight and he's not... Um, like a partier, but he is someone who has been in the spotlight, I think, sort of, I don't really exactly know, but he is a former music, I mean, he's a musician, but he's not really like doing it anymore. So, but he's an artist is my point. And he's like had success. So he gets it. So he's a good, I think he's a good look for me to go out with. Like, I think that he would be a good, like, I think we would mesh up well is what I'm saying. Okay, so all that is good. And we start talking a little bit. Fast forward to, I realize, and this is a couple months ago, by the way. This is all before No Dick November. I realized that this guy 
has like a little bit of a history with another one of my girlfriends who is a very close friend. Now they've never hooked up, but apparently they kind of sort of went out a couple times. I'm not exactly sure how far it went. I haven't got all the details, but I do know for a fact that she was a little into him for a minute, but she thought he kind of was like a fuck boy or something. And he, okay, so I found that out and then I realized they knew each other through Instagram. Like I saw them like comment on each other's posts or something. That's how this first came up with the girl. So then I just straight up said to the guy like, Hey, listen, I didn't realize you two had some history. It might be weird if we go out because she's like a really good friend. And I don't know what your guy's history was exactly, but definitely like, I'm like, you know, girls before dudes type thing, like whatever, hoes before bros or whatever. So I told him that. And then he was like, oh, you know, I always did have a crush on her. She was sort of like the one I always thought deep down it might work out or something. So yeah, maybe it would be weird. So then once I told him about her, he kind of caught it off. So then I was like, okay, well, so much for that idea, you know, whatever. And then that, that was it. And that was a couple months ago. But he still follows me on Instagram and he'll still like my posts and like every once in a while comment. And I never talked about him with this girl after that again. I just kind of was like, oh, I let it go. And she's like, okay, cool, whatever. It, we just all dropped it. Dropped. And then he started messaging me again out of the blue a couple of days ago. And uh, I don't know now. Now he's like, um, why don't you call me sometime? We should hang. And I'm confused. <laughs> so, so even this morning he was messaging me and he was like, give me a call later if you want. It's probably pretty boring in Ohio. And I'm like, I don't know what to do because I kind of want to go out with them. I guess I'm gonna have to talk to my girlfriend. I'm gonna have to talk to him too. I'm just a chicken shit. You guys, it's so funny because I'm so direct with guys like online. I'm such a savage in some ways, but now you're seeing like the pussy Kate where not, you know what I mean? Not the pussy. I mean, you're seeing like the scaredy cat version of me. That's like, Oh my God, a guy he's cute. Like if I'm actually kind of crushing on a guy a little, I don't, I can't, Ugh, I'm going to have to call him and I'm going to have to just ask, I guess what's up. Or maybe we just go out. Maybe I'm putting way too much thought into it. Like we probably won't even like each other or maybe I won't even be into it. I don't know. He has in-unit laundry, you guys. That's really big on my bucket list. <laughs> like, I just, most girls are like, I need a ring. I'm like, I just need a data guy that I can wash my clothes in his house. Like, that's really what I need. Um, that, and like, he plays good music. And this guy played, I don't even know what instrument he played in this band. I'm going to have to look into this. He was in a very well-known band at one point, but you guys, um, I, it's weird but there's like just this one kind of period of music like around the Judas Priest time that I just don't know that well. Like you guys all love the Judas Priest shirt. I always post on my Instagram, which my friend gave to me, who's a musician. Um, and I have to admit when he gave me the shirt, I had to like look up the music. I was like, Judas Priest, what do they play? So that I wouldn't be like a poser. Now it turns out great music, but... So that's happening with that. Um, otherwise, most everyone has fallen off my radar. There is this one football player who's so incredibly hot that I've been flirting with forever, but I've had it with him. He's total fuckboy. First of all, this guy is a very famous football player, and he sends his dick around. Like, I mean, dude... If you're famous, don't put your don't send your dick to anyone, first of all. I'm so over it with dick pics, guys. Seriously, like do better. I know most of you aren't doing it, but it drives me crazy. No girl wants your dick in a no girl ever looks at a dick and is like, "I have to get on it." It never happens. This dude Every fucking time he messages me, he's like, hey, what are you doing? And then like two seconds later, he sends his dick out. And I finally said to him, like, if you want to hang out with me, you can like hang out with me. But we're never going to I'm never going to be the girl that just like flies in to fuck you. So like figure out what you want, but stop sending me your dick. And then like three days later, he sends his dick again. I know you guys are probably going to be like block him. But the thing is, he's so hot. I know that sounds shallow, but like he's so hot to just have like 
the rest of him, his abs and stuff, I don't mind photos of on occasion. I just don't want the dick. But I'm never going to go fuck him. So today I've had it with him. I think until today I was kind of like he's hot enough to keep in the inbox. But today I literally was like, listen, I don't really have plans for a few days after Christmas. Maybe I should come visit and we could like hang, actually hang out and have some fun. And he was like, send me a snap. Dude, done. I just didn't even open. I didn't answer him. That's it. I'm done with fuckboys. You guys, I'm changing. Because the old Kate, I'm telling you right now, an NFL football player, a famous musician, I'm telling you guys, like, this sounds shallow, but the old me, like, honestly, anyone I was a big fan of, I would have at least, like, gone to see. I wouldn't have fucked them. I was never like that. But I would have been, like, more excited. Now, I'm, like, blowing off guys that are so far out of my league because I'm over it with fuckboys. And I'm just, like, if they don't at... This is what happened. It's from No Dick November. I'm so happy right now alone, you guys, that if they don't add something of, like, extreme value to my current situation, I have no interest. It's, it's crazy. It doesn't matter who they are, how rich they are. You guys... You have to get on to like a no dating detox. Like you have to do a dating detox. It's changed my life. I swear. I have found so many interests. I forgot. I'm more interesting as a person now. Like I'm more well-rounded. I read more. I swear. You guys, it's only been two months. I have not had sex since The Wizard, which is sad to say out loud, but the truth. And um, I'm not going to have sex in Ohio. It's going to be another at least, I don't know. It's going to be a while. There's nobody. There is a guy who wants to spend New Year's Eve with me who is really cute and successful and funny and smart and seems kind of like a fan, but not like a creepy fan, but like knows my work. But the thing is, it's like he lives in New York. I just don't want to date an out-of-state guy. And all the guys that are not... The problem is the L.A. guys are gross. No offense to the L.A. guys. I'm sorry. It's just the Hollywood guys, that's my whole problem right now with Hollywood. I'm just over the whole, like, fake bullshit. Like, I drive an $80 million car, but I live in a shithole. And I'm pretending to be your friend because of X, Y, Z. Or I'm pretending I'm in love with you so I can fuck you so I can say I fucked this chick and, like, show it to people. Like, I'm just over it. But long distance is too hard. What I need is a helicopter. You know what, you guys? That's it. That's it. I think that uh, Bill Burr is on to something with this whole learn to fly a helicopter thing. And that is what I need, a helicopter and like $50 million. So there you go. Um, all right. I think it's time to dip in to some of the fan questions. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else weird. I've been having some weird sex dreams, but I don't know what that's all about. I don't even want to say this out loud, but I had a dream I don't even want to say this. I don't want to jinx him. But like I had a dream that a comedian I'm friends with died and it really freaked me out. I'm not going to say who, but it wasn't like someone I'm very close friends with. It was like an acquaintance I see, you know, around. I had a dream that he died, not in front of me. It was like in the news. And that's freaking me out because I'm trying to figure out what it means. I don't think it means anything like he's going to die. I think it probably means something about my career is going to die. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. This is a weird episode. Let me get to the questions. Uh, hold tight. All right, guys, look, before we get to the Q and a real quickly, I've got to talk about Fabletics. Um, they are officially a sponsor on the show. Now they sent me 10 pieces of athletic wear that I'm not exaggerating. I am completely obsessed with. Like I live in it. I live in all of it. The the pants have have the coolest pockets ever. The brightest colors. They make your butt look amazing. The jackets are so flattering. The the ones I got have hoods and thumb holes in the sleeves. Like I'm obsessed with this stuff. The detail on them is amazing. Lots of pockets, which I love because I hate carrying a purse. Um, and the colors are just really flattering. Like I just love this line. Um, so you, you have to check out Fabletics. I'm not just saying that because they're a sponsor on the show. Like I actually was wanting to try it out 
So I'm very blessed that I was able to take advantage of trying out the product before I advertised for them because that is how I roll. And what's cool is we have perks for the Date Veils listeners. Now, first of all, you should become a VIP with Fabletics. VIP perks include 50% off all regular prices on the Fabletics site, free shipping, and additional perks like their workout series. Um, Fabletics is a one-stop shop for athletic wear. They have yoga, running, gym gear, sports bras, shoes, accessories. They have everything. Free shipping always on all orders, $49 or more. International shipping is available. And the best part is there is no commitment to purchase monthly. So even if you're a member, you don't have to buy uh, even if you're a VIP member, excuse me, you don't have to buy every month. The designs are done in-house. And price-wise, I'm telling you right now, um, the quality of this is as good as anything I've bought. Lululemon, Nike. Uh, I mean, I've bought so many different brands of athletic wear. And this stuff is way less expensive. And the quality is as good, if not better. I'm just addicted to it. So, guys, I need you to go visit the site. Um, I should say ladies, because it's really more for the ladies. But guys, talk about a great gift. Oh my God, if a guy bought me these these yoga pants, I would be so excited. Um, right now, Fabletics is offering our listeners an incredible deal. You don't want to miss. It's two leggings for only $24. That's a $99 value when you sign up for a VIP. So go to fabletics.com slash datefails to take advantage of this deal now. That's fabletics.com slash datefails to get two leggings for only $24, also free shipping on all orders over $49. So guys, please, you know, go check it out. Fabletics creates clothing that's made to inspire physical activity in any type of setting. And it really does. Like when I'm wearing these pants, I'm always dancing around and flexing my butt. So you're welcome, everyone. Um, thank you, Fabletics. I love you. And then we have the amazing company Zola, who is another Proud sponsor of Date Fails. Um, Zola is the easiest way to plan your wedding and register for your wedding. I wish this was around when I got married, man. It was such a nightmare. There was nothing like this back then in the Stone Ages. Uh, half a million couples have used Zola already. Zola takes the stress out of wedding planning with free wedding websites, your dream wedding registry, affordable save the dates and invitations and easy to use planning tools. So you can conveniently, conveniently manage everything online and in one place. This would save so much time. I mean, I literally ran all over the world when I was getting married, <laughs> like the internet barely existed back then. Um, you guys got to check out Zola. A lot of you are going to get engaged over the holidays, maybe on Christmas. Start with a free wedding website. It's so easy. It takes minutes to set up over a hundred beautiful wedding website designs to choose from that fit every couple's style, every type of wedding. I had fun. I went on the site and started playing around pretending that someday someone will propose to me. So, um, I had a good time. Zola makes it easy to personalize your favorite design with all your wedding details. You can add photos and stories about how you met, travel and accommodations info. You can even recommend things for your guests to do while they're in town for your wedding. So go to Zola, build a dream registry. Every gift you could ever imagine wanting, you can find there. Um, guests love the free shipping and returns, price matching and more. Zola has pretty much thought of everything. I'm very impressed. So guys, go explore Zola.com. And, uh, well, of course, as always, we have a promotion for you to start your free wedding website and also get $50 off your registry. Go to Zola.com slash date fails. That's Z-O-L-A dot com slash date fails. And uh, you'll thank me because planning a wedding can be a lot of work and this will make it a lot easier. And to the men out there listening, trust me when I tell you this will take a lot of stress off your fiance's plate, which is very important as you know. So guys, one more time, that's zola.com slash date fails. All right, I'm ready to answer your questions. As always, you guys have sent me amazing questions. 
By the way, I need to know, half of you are like, I absolutely love these solo podcasts because you get way more personal. And then some of you are like, hey, I really miss you having comedians on more often. And um, I like doing the solo podcast. Once I have the studio built in my dining room, I'm going to have more guests on. But I'm curious what you guys prefer. So definitely let me know. Um, all right, let's do it. By the way, I just want to say as I'm going into this that I tried so desperately to get my mom to be on the podcast. Every time I'm home, my mom is so funny. I think I get my whole sense of humor from my mom. She doesn't try to be funny. She's just like, she just, she has no filter. She just says stuff that you're like, what? And she's like sweet and Midwestern and but like things that come out of her mouth are so jarring it's hilarious but she's just too nervous to do it like I don't know why because she'll let me put her on my Instagram and stuff but then for some reason the podcast freaks her out so while I work on her which I am totally going to by the way um I am going to do this solo episode. And if I can get her to record with me before I leave town, trust me, it's going to happen. But we'll see. Um, meanwhile, here we go. You guys sent me the best questions. I'm going to do what I did last time because it was really fun, which is just go through and read these and answer without thinking. Because if I think, then I might lie to you and I don't want to do that. So here we go. First question. What do you do if you have a little dick? It's not like we can control that. We can't enlarge it. Okay, well, first of all, that's really not true. You can actually enlarge it um, a lot, you know, with an erection. So let's just start there. Second, I know you can't make your dick bigger, all right? But they, there are things. Like, don't they sell those pumps? I've never tried that stuff. I don't know. Red Band swears by the gas station dick pills. I don't know if that really makes a difference. Um, hmm. I guess one thing you could do is just get better at other things, you know, because we don't really care that much about the size if you're good at other things, like your hands, your mouth. Also, just your personality is a big one. Like, granted, like we want great sex, but if you are really awesome and funny and like treat the girl like a princess, at some point we do mature into, I think, wanting good treatment over hot sex. Like I used to be like, all I care about is hot sex. Like that was really it for me. Then I had a bunch of shitty treatment with hot sex. Now I'm like, you know, I could settle for some mediocre sex if the guy treated me really nicely. Like the wizard was terrible. Oops. He's might hear this. <laughs> See what I mean? I'm too honest, but the wizard, you know, had other qualities. I mean, he was a wizard. He's not a good example, but you get the point. The point is, you don't have to have a massive dick to do the job. Okay, fellas? So relax about that. I mean, that's just like me saying, does it really matter if we have small boobs? Like, you may be a guy that loves big tits, but if you meet a girl that's awesome and smart and funny and cool, I don't think you're going to, like, toss her out because that's, like, one thing she doesn't have. Like, who cares? I hope I'm right about that. All right. What percentage of girls enjoy anal sex? My experience has been surprisingly positive. You know, that's a great question. I don't know. Truthfully, I don't. Because amongst my friends, it seems like it's about 50-50. But that might be because I live in LA and I hang out with a lot of weirdos. I mean, I feel like my friends are a little more open-minded. Comedians, actors. Also, I don't have a lot of girlfriends. I have like five. I used to have more that's a whole other story. The point is, um, I'm not sure. You know, I think it's one of those things that's scary till you try it. And then it could be not as bad as you think. But this is not like a, I'm not giving a very encouraging. Let's just say this. I think it's all right. But like most girls I know are into some kind of backdoor action stuff. This is a terrible topic for Christmas Eve. I don't feel comfortable I must be getting old. I don't feel comfortable talking about this in my mom's house. Um, so I guess the answer is, I don't know, 50-50 maybe? I'm guessing entirely. It probably depends on your where you live and the age of the people you're hooking up with. Like I feel like maybe younger people are more open to that, but I could be wrong. Um, all right. Someone just said, I started dating my Airbnb. Should I be blogging this? You started dating your Airbnb. Do you mean the landlord of your Airbnb? Oh, the person you stayed with? 
I've never Airbnb'd. I thought that you stayed in an empty place. Do you actually stay with a person? Because if that's the case and you're saying you started dating that person, should you be blogging it? I don't know. Do you blog your love life normally? I wouldn't say you should blog it just because it's an Airbnb. That might be bad for business for that person if they're planning to continue airbnb in their place after you're gone. Like You don't want people to think she's a prostitute or he. I'm not sure what your sex is. I can't tell from your Instagram name, and I'm not going to read it out loud, but... My answer to you is um, don't blog it because take it from someone who blogs their love life or podcasts their love life. It will only ruin everything. <laughs> like literally, do you really want um, the world to know what's going on in your love life? And if you do, do you really want that other person to have to read your blog about them because like literally when I start dating a guy the first thing I say to him is if you listen to my podcast we're done like once we're dating it's off limits it's okay if you've heard a couple episodes but that's it so yeah I would say stay away from that that's my advice all right any advice for someone about to start dating again after 20 years oh god um this is a guy asking this question. My advice is if it's not too late, don't leave the person you were with <laughs> because it sucks out here. But if that person died or there's nothing you can do at this point because the divorce is final. Oh, man. I guess my advice would be this. After 20 years, first my advice would be um, definitely have a little period of fun time. You know, if you were with someone for 20 years, get sow your oats get some hookups in, but just be careful. Like the proper answer is to take some time for yourself. Take a break. Don't have any sex and get to know yourself. Like what I just did with no dick November. I like how I took, by the way, like seven weeks off of dating and I'm acting like I'm Gandhi. Like I'm so pure and I have all the answers now. I don't, but it really did help me. I wish I would have taken time off right after my marriage to get to know myself this way, but I wasn't mature enough yet. And, and also like my way of rebounding back then and self-medicating was male attention. So like, I was like, I got to get out there and get this fix and get like guys, I need to make sure guys are into me. And now I don't give a fuck. No offense guys. I mean, I care, but like now I'm happy by myself. My point is for you, dude, Maybe if you can take like a year, I mean, that might be impossible, but if you could take like a year and just spend it alone, because the problem is if you jump right into dating, you might become codependent on the next people. That's what happened to me because you're so used to being with someone that the minute it feels good, you might think that you're supposed to just be with this person. So my advice is to take some time off. My second advice is when you do start dating to definitely keep everything very casual, date like four people at once. You don't have to sleep with them all. I mean, I know you're a guy, so probably that'd be fabulous for you and that's cool. But like that would be my advice is to just don't um, don't jump into anything serious for at least like a few years. But the heart wants what it wants and the penis. So I'm sure you'll do whatever you want, but that's my advice. Um, what would you do if the person you loved couldn't have sex anymore? Obviously I would murder that person, but first take out a life insurance policy. Next question. Just kidding. Uh, what do you think? If the person you love can't have sex anymore, you figure it out. You make a deal. I love you. I don't want to leave you. I'm going to need to get laid somehow. We need to figure this out. I mean, what kind of situation are we talking like Christopher Reeve, like nothing moves? Like maybe he gets into watching you with other people. I don't know. But obviously I wouldn't leave someone I loved for that reason. And I wouldn't really murder them. Although that life insurance policy idea is really good. But I would hire a hitman. Never implicate yourself. All right. How would you describe a 96 in the bedroom? I don't even know what the fuck that means. A 69? I can't answer that question. I'm sorry. And I won't. Um, 
I, if you really want to know the answer to that, I described it to like an elderly gentleman at a show in Dallas because he didn't know what it was. And that video is on my Instagram probably about a year back. So go find it. But I'm not going to describe it because everyone knows. All right. I love you. Um, let's see. What else do we have here? Girth versus length. Oh, this is a very common question. Girth, obviously, because, you know, it fills you up. <laughs> this is gross. I can't do this in my mom's house, you guys. It's freaking me out. I hope they can't hear me. All right. Um, are sex toys a good gift? I got my mom a vibrator once. She would hate me telling you that, but I think it's a great gift. Yes, I do. Um, why the fuck do I keep getting ghosted? I swear I don't have any STDs. What is wrong with me? Aw, you know what? It's okay. Everybody gets ghosted sometimes. I've been ghosted and it's just, it's not you, it's them. And that's really the truth. If someone ghosts you, they're a horrible person and a giant pussy and like, literally you should never want to be with someone like that it hurts so bad to get ghosted you're so confused you're like I don't understand it was going great where did they go I thought that we had a good time I thought we connected and it sucks but you have to look at objectively when you get out of there which is hard you got to look at would I want to be with the kind of person that would just puss out leave with no explanation doesn't even have the balls to explain themselves like really I want a ride or die I don't want somebody that is just gonna take off when things get like slightly hard so don't worry about it if you're getting ghosted um constantly that means you are attracted to people who are emotionally unavailable the question for you is why because you are attracted and attracting people who have some fear of intimacy or they wouldn't be ghosting you, which means you have some fear of intimacy because you attract what you put out. Oh shit. You guys, I've been doing really a lot of like self-help. This is such law of attraction, like meta shit. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry, but it's, I really am believing it because it all makes sense. So the minute that you start to put out that, you know, you're ready, then you'll attract someone who's ready. I promise you that. It's okay if you're not. Just, you know, know that you'll keep attracting those people. That's why I just stopped for a while because I was like, I'm going to keep attracting, you know, fucking loser actor guys from shitty movies in the 90s and wizards with bad music and none of them are going to commit. I need to be on the next level so I attract the next level that was mean that I just jabbed two of my exes and that was very not nice of me and it's not the Christmas spirit but you guys just put me in that mood <laughs> I don't know what to tell you I'm sober too oh god all right um let's see how can I forget my ex I still think about her it's been nine months since she left me oh that's a tough one you know what um I have been divorced for five years. I still think about my ex. I don't miss him all the time, but I definitely still think about him. And I think that that's normal and okay. And I guess what I've been trying to start doing is if it, if it hurts when you think about him, I read something that said that an emotion lasts 60 to 90 seconds, like the actual emotion, the chemical reaction that happens. So like when you think of them, you feel sad or miss them or longing or whatever. And then that wave of, of chemical reaction in your body supposedly only lasts 60 to 90 seconds. Mm -hmm. So if you can kind of, uh, if you can kind of basically ignore, not ignore it, but just like sit in that feeling for 60 to 90 seconds and then decide to think of something else or try in your head to change the topic mm -hmm. oh my gosh you guys while i'm podcasting andrew dice clay just texted me like eight times and i can't figure out how to silence it so i'm sorry that you're hearing that that's why that that's what that chiming noise is he's texting me because he posted things on instagram that disappeared from his instagram and he can't figure out why that's that's the text 
Anyway, um, thinking about your ex, though, look, you're going to think about your ex who knows how long because you love that person. And at some point when you get over the pain of it, of the breakup, because trust me, I mean, the last two guys I dated, you know, both those endings were brutal on me and my divorce. None of it's easy. But I have actually gotten to a point with all three of those men that I'm able, well, my ex-husband is a great, fantastic person who did nothing wrong, but the other two are piece of shit guys in some ways. But there are pieces of them and aspects of those relationships that I look back and go, I learned this. And I mean positive things, not just things I don't want. Like, for instance, the actor guy taught me some things, um, kind of said some things about the business that I still to this day think are true that have helped me through some things. So when I think about the time I spent with him, instead of focusing on how he lied and all had a hidden girlfriend and all this garbage, I think about, you know, at least like I learned this really big one lesson from him that I needed to further along my career. I'll tell you what it was because it might pertain to some of you. This guy, he said to me at one point, that people think this is a guy who had been very famous at one point, not so famous anymore, but you know, household name at one point. And he said, you know, people think it's loneliest at the top, but it's actually loneliest at the top of the middle because all the people you start with don't really oftentimes want to see you succeed because they don't want you to get above them. Like you start to see a little bit of jealousy and cause come out. And then the people at the top, some of them will pull you up there, the cool ones, put a hand down and help you get to that next level. But there are other ones that are threatened and they don't want you up there. And there's not a lot of people that stay in the middle for too long because he said the top of the middle is the hardest part to be at because you're right there on the cusp, but it starts to get really lonely. And I remember when he said that, it resonated so hard with me. I'm even getting chills right now because it's true. It's the loneliest place, like, when you hit that. And that's where I kind of am living right now. And so that's an example of, like, that guy, I really, really, like, had a bad ending with him. And, in fact, I just saw him the other night, and it was super awkward. He wouldn't even speak to me which is fine. I smiled at him and said hi, which by the way, made me feel amazing because I didn't feel anything anymore. I wasn't angry. I mean, I know I'm joking on this podcast, like I'm angry, but like, I really wasn't angry. I wasn't affected. I didn't miss him. It was just like, oh, hey, I smiled and nodded and he just ignored me and walked by. So in a way, I felt like I kind of won. I mean, I know winning is immature, but I just felt like, oh, cool. I'm to a point with this where, like, I can be friendly and I don't care. But he can't even look at me still, which means there's still feeling in there for him, which made me feel kind of like, huh, interesting. I moved on because I made peace. But this is how I made peace. Because I took it and I looked for the moments in it that were good so that I could feel like it wasn't a complete waste of my time. And so that I didn't have to hate him, you know, I'm a big believer in, um, like finding a way to forgive yourself and forgive them. And everybody needs to be at peace. And the same thing with the wizard, you know, the one thing I got out of the musician, I call him the wizard now, Rod Stewart is he is the first guy in a very long time who was like really into this side of me that you guys are seeing more now, this like no makeup chill Ohio girl like not always being crazy not always in a bikini like just he liked the real like normal Kate which is a side of me that I, I hide sometimes or not even hide but like I worry that that side won't be enough for this business or enough for me as a comedian but he really encouraged me to like show people that side of me more because he was like, that's a beautiful side of you. So even though that guy, you know, sucked in a lot of ways, I came out of that feeling a little more confident in being really my true self. So you got to look for that and you'll stop missing her eventually. I miss, you know, I'd never miss the actor, but I miss my ex sometimes, my ex-husband. Sometimes I miss the musician, but you just have to believe that it'll get a little easier 
every day, and it will. I promise you it will. Okay, this one's funny. Have you ever done foot stuff? (laughs) I was talking, I wish I had him on here. I was talking to Russell Peters, who, if you don't know who he is, is an amazing comedian, at the Laugh Factory the other night, because Russell always comments on my feet. (laughs) Like, he loves feet. But... I was joking with him because I was like, I just don't get the whole foot thing. Like, it freaks me out. And he was like, well, I just like looking at him. I'm not weird about it. But I did do an episode of of Foot Fetish on my Playboy TV show. And um, and it was gross because, like, I had to let strangers, like, suck on my toes. <laughs> I just, I don't know, man. I've never been a foot person. I don't think feet are pretty. I don't think I want anyone touching on my feet. Like, if someone does, I'm not going to say anything. But what if they're... I don't know. It freaks me out. Unless it's straight out of the shower. No, I'm not into foot stuff. That's the answer. I don't even get it. And by the way, the guy that runs my foot fetish page is a real guy. The guy that runs my Kate Q hot whatever page is also a real guy. Although I'm pretty sure that guy's either in and out of jail or rehab because he just disappears sometimes. Then he leaves weird comments about like getting out of rehab. And I don't know. But um, I don't send either of them photos. The foot guy asks a lot. Okay, I'm yawning. That's really bad for a podcast. But it's not, you guys, just so you know, it's not because I'm bored of you. It's because um, I ate a huge meal and I'm stuffed and I'm laying down and I ate tryptophan, turkey. We had turkey for Christmas Eve dinner. So it's not you, it's me. Just want to say Merry Christmas. Aw, thank you. That's sweet. Um... Let's see. Randomly saw a video of you on YouTube. Just thought you were funny. Oh, thank you. You know, I don't post a lot of my stand-up clips on YouTube, but I'm starting to post more and more on Instagram. It's just that I don't want to give away too much because then when you come to see me, I don't want you to have seen like a whole bunch of my act already. So Um, what else? You guys had some good questions in here. I'm trying to find ones that aren't about sex that are more about like dating what's this um does size matter god you guys are obsessed with size like relax no it's not that important um you know that's like saying this like um you know guys always say like it's really not a big deal if a girl is like a little overweight or chubby or whatever if she's super confident like confidence is so hot and like she's fun and flirty like it's the same thing really um all right let's see I have trouble with relationships unless they are based in adventures travel man me too kind of the guy said am I doomed no you're not doomed it's okay I mean, you need an exciting relationship. There's nothing wrong with that. You can find a partner that's into that. Dude, my ex-husband, I got to stop saying dude. I'm sorry. My ex-husband has been to seven continents. Like, we used to travel together all the time. That was a huge part of our relationship. We used to do jobs together where we'd get paid to travel together. You can find someone that's into that easily. So, no, that's cool. I think that's great. I like that. I need, like, it's really important to me to have somebody that's into adventure, snowboarding, hiking, surfing, like, playing outside, travel. If you're not, I can't be with you. Like, that's so big to me. Camping, I need, like, an outdoor guy. Like, all that stuff. Um, So, yeah. You look good for 75, but what other talents do you have? (laughs) Ha ha, very funny. Fuck everyone that thought I turned 50 on my birthday. (laughs) Um, all right. This guy said, I need a slump buster. Where's the best place to find her? Oh gosh. Well, there's lots of girls that need slump busters too. I don't know, man. Like there are girl, I have girlfriends who will just like go out to a club, meet a guy, hook up, go on Tinder, find a guy, hook up. I've never been like that, but I guess you just need a slump buster. You just need to knock one out. See, this is probably going to sound so terrible, but I'm curious what people think about the whole escort thing. Because if that's really all you want, like, okay, this probably sounds terrible and it's Christmas Eve, but like I live in L.A. There's so many stunningly gorgeous escorts 
who are like porn stars who also escort on the side. And I just wonder, like, if you could get a, a super duper hot escort for like, I don't know how much they charge. I guess that's the question. But if it was like 500 bucks, is that worth it versus paying for a bunch of dates? I, I don't know. I don't know where you find just a chick that's down to hook up. Just a normal girl. I guess Tinder. I guess, oh, you could go on to one of those FetLife apps, like those fetish dating apps or something, or go to like um, maybe like a sex party. But I don't even know, other than that one sex club that I've been to, which is like members only and it's like really exclusive. I don't even know how you find those. I guess FetLife. These would be good questions for porn stars. I'm going to get a porn star on here soon. Definitely. Um, all right. I'm going to do just a couple more. Um, let's see. It's my first Christmas with my boyfriend. I don't want to freak him out buying him a gift. That's too expensive. What should I get him? Man, it's a little late for this question. <laughs> Tomorrow is Christmas. Um, if you really want to get him something, Oh God, what's a good gift? It depends on the guy. I don't know your guy, but I say if it's new, just don't spend more than like 25 bucks. It's a thought that counts. Make him a really nice dinner or, or, um, give him like a, give him like a, one of those, you know what I think is kind of cute, but maybe this is lame, but like, I, I like those like little coupons that people give you. Like this is a coupon for a free massage for me. This is a coupon for um, a free roadhead one night. Like, think sexy, fun. This is a coupon for you want to rain check on a date one time without me getting mad at you. Like, give them a little coupon book of shit they can use to get out of stuff and to get stuff. Or like, this is a this is a one time I have to forgive you and can't get mad past. Like, get out of jail free card. Like, shit like that. That's also just fun, you know? Have I ever regretted putting a guy in the friend zone? Oh my god, that's such a good question. Okay. Yes. Kind of. I, it's so crazy you asked this because I was just thinking about it. I can't say who, but I have a friend who started out as a crush and then we kind of became friends. We definitely became friends. But then we kind of went out on like one or two dates where we would kiss at the end, but nothing else ever happened. But in between those dates, there would be long periods of time and we'd just be friends so basically what happened is so much time passed that started to get like, okay, what is it now? Like we went on a couple of dates, we kissed a few times, but now we're back to friends. Now I think he's dating someone. Now I'm dating someone. Now, eventually it got to a point where it's like, now we've known each other so long that if we hook up, it's going to be like a full on relationship, but there's definitely some chemistry and I kind of put him in the friend zone. Well, he kind of put me in the friend zone too. I think we're both a little afraid now of messing up the friendship. So yeah, there actually has been. And there was another one too. There have been a couple. The other one though, the reason was because the guy was still separated from his wife, but they weren't divorced yet. And I was like, I can't date a guy that's still married. I mean, I just couldn't do it. They still lived together because there was a kid in this situation and they weren't hooking up. Supposedly they weren't having sex, but they were like still technically married. And so that guy, I basically was like, I can't date you while you're still in this situation. And we became friends. And then eventually he just kind of fell into the friend zone before his divorce was finalized. So there's been a couple times that I did sort of regret those choices because that guy and me also insane chemistry. But with him, it's different because now we've like known each other so long. It's the same sort of thing. It's like it would ruin the friendship or it would be a full-blown relationship. So I do think if you have chemistry with someone and you want to date them, you should act on it. There's been a few times I haven't because of fear because of the what if, because of society, because of my feelings, like I don't want to be unethical, whatever. And every time I've regretted it, that's the truth. So I say no fear. If that's what's holding you back, don't, don't put someone in the friend zone for that. But you guys send me a lot of messages. The guys do where you go, I'm in the friend zone with this girl and I think I'm in love with her. How do I know she feels it back? The thing is with that one is it's like what I'm saying now. 
I do believe, and not always, definitely not always, but I personally believe that once you're in the friend zone with a chick for more than like a year, there's a good shot you're not getting out of there because it's exactly what I just said. Because we get to a point where we know that if we hook up, it's going to be serious. And if the truth is, if we haven't hooked up by that point, the chemistry is probably not so crazy that we couldn't help ourselves, which means the sex might just be mediocre, which might scare us out of doing it because then we know that it might not last and that might ruin the friendship. And it just, it becomes so scary. So when you guys message me and you're like, how will I know if she likes me? Um, if she likes you, you guys would have hooked up by now. I, that sounds so terrible to say, but like I've had guys that I know are hanging in my friend zone forever thinking it might happen. And unless we've already made out and then you got a girlfriend or some other reason happened, it's, it's probably never going to happen. Merry Christmas. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. But hey, Christmas miracles happen. And I will also say that I have a friend who works at the comedy store who married a guy that she was just friends with for years. And then one night they hooked up and they fell in love. So it does happen. And actually my ex-husband, we were friends also for years before we got together. But that's because I was a minor. So that's kind of different. But anyway, I think that I did enough for tonight. It's really awkward for me recording in my mom's house. I'm talking a little quiet. I can hear footsteps. Um, it's Christmas Eve, Santa's coming soon, and this is just a very odd topic. On that note, I would like to say, from the bottom of my heart, I'm very grateful for you guys. I love you. I'm thankful that you roll with me through the changes, through the different types of podcasts that I do. I am definitely going to be starting a secondary podcast because I enjoy just talking about other things besides dating and sex. And I think you guys like hearing other things. So I am going to start a second one more about that soon. But all I want you to do now is enjoy your Christmas. Enjoy your family. If you're not with your family, you're not alone. Enjoy whoever's around you. And if no one is around you, there was one Christmas I was in LA by myself and I went to a karaoke bar and I didn't know anybody and I just sat there. I people watched. It was really fun. I went to the beach and I just walked around and I took in the ocean and I took in some sunshine and it was like, you know what? It was kind of awesome. Even though seeing your family is awesome, you know, it's also awesome not seeing your family sometimes and you know, all the memories that come along with being around those people at Christmas. And some of you, sometimes we don't need to be around our families. Some people's families suck. Just because their blood doesn't mean they're your family. Never forget that. So find your your real fam, the people who get you. And uh, if you can spend time with them, do it today. And if you can't, enjoy a day to yourself and send me a DM and uh, I'm losing my voice, so I got to stop talking now. But I love you guys. I'll be back in L.A. soon. I don't know the plan yet, but when I do, you'll know it too. If I go cross-country in a car, I'll be visiting some of you for sure. So stay tuned and uh, have an amazing Christmas. This has been Date Fails. I'll see you guys soon. Peace. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.